morning. this for me to be able to turn y'all on and off? Or <laughs> um, would you turn with me this morning to Psalms chapter sermon um, being thankful for all blessings I started to name it um, being thankful for the little simple things that make our lives easier every day but and I got to thinking about it and they aren't very little and they aren't very simple Psalms chapter 68 verse 19 uh, David says here blessed be the Lord who daily loads us with benefits the God of our salvation blessed be the Lord who daily loads us with benefits, the God of our salvation. And you don't have to turn there. But Psalms 116.12, David says this. What shall I render to the Lord for all his benefits toward me? And then in verse 13 it says, I will take the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. What shall I render to the Lord for all his benefits toward me? Heavenly Father, I pray this morning that you would lead me and the things you want me to say will be said and that we can understand them. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> What's the first thing that comes to your mind when you hear or see the word benefit? I know the first thing that came to my mind was the benefits that I received from my employer. You know, that's usually where that word in this world today comes from. You know, not just your pay, but, you know, hospitalization, insurance, and medical coverage, and sick pay, and vacation pay, and all that. Um, And I think about the heavenly benefits that we have that we've been given to by God. Those intangibles, you know, eternal life, peace, joy, 
assurance. What do you think David meant when he said, what shall I render unto the Lord for all his benefits toward me? Not having full knowledge of what we know and we've, you know, experienced in our lives. Not knowing about the cross. David didn't know about the cross. So I asked myself, what did he mean by benefits? I'm going to uh, read to you uh, something I was given by a friend several months ago. And this focus is on the the exodus out of Egypt. All of the Israelites, Israelites, did I say that? All of God's people out of Egypt. And um, I think even the deployment of troops in World War II to France and deployments to other places, you know, where our troops have gone. But we've never seen a movement of people close, even close to um, what they say, how many they say were leaving Egypt and traveling to the promised land. This is a statement from the Quartermaster General of the United States Army now, the Quartermaster General is responsible for the food, clothing, and equipment of the United States Army. A big task. And I'm going to read this. Moses and the people were in the desert, but what was he going to do with them? They had to be fed, and feeding two or three million people requires a lot of food. According to the quartermaster general in the army, it is reported that Moses would have had to have had 1,500 tons of food each day. Do you know that to bring that much food each day, two freight trains, each at least a mile long, be required. Besides, you must remember, they were out in the desert, so they would have had to have firewood to use in cooking the food. This would take 4,000 tons of wood 
and a few more freight trains, each a mile long just for one day. And just think, now you know we were, World War II was over four years, you know. And just think, they were 40 years in transit. And oh yes, they would have had to have water. If they only had enough to drink and wash a few dishes, it would take 11 million gallons each day and a freight train with tank cars 1,800 miles long just to bring water. And then another thing, they had to get across the Red Sea at night. Now, if they went on a narrow path, double file, the line would be 800 miles long and would require 35 days and nights to get through. So there had to be a space in the Red Sea three miles wide so that they could walk 5,000 abreast to get over in one night. But then there's another problem. Each time they camped it at the end of the day, a campground two-thirds the size of the state of Rhode Island was required or a total of 750 square miles. Think of it, this much space for camping. Now, when you hear, and I first read this, I'm thinking, my goodness, this guy's gotta be off in his calculations and all. But the, the city of Jackson has approximately 98,000 people. We've never seen crowds this big. I mean, I've seen events on TV where there was three to 500,000 people at a concert, you know. Or the thousands and thousands and thousands of troops that stormed the beaches of Normandy. There were no cargo planes back then. No trade or food posts. And um, where I'm going with this is, and just follow me now. Being thankful for all the things that makes our lives easier, more convenient, things we should be mindful of and thank God for and even be specific of every day. And I think God's idea for this sermon was, and is, is that We have no comprehension. And I know they were used to those life, that kind of life. Not going to the desert, you know, in the wilderness for 40 years, but they were used to, to having to 
do things on a daily basis for their food, you know, and shelter and water. We haven't lived that kind of life. Not at all. Daniel 12, chapter 4, uh, Daniel chapter 12, verse 4, when, it when, when, when the Lord tells uh, Daniel to seal up the prophecy until the end time, I think he gives us a hint of what God knew was going to happen. He said, people shall go to and fro, and knowledge shall increase. In the last 100, 120 years, there has been an exponential advancement of knowledge, technology, engineering, The 1900s, which was the 20th century, the 1900s, I am told, was named the century of the invention of inventions. <laughs> I, th I think what I'm trying to point out here today is, is that, uh, that we have been blessed not only immeasurably with heavenly blessings, but we have been blessed immeasurably by the practical things and the material things in our lives that we haven't known anything, anything but. Now, some of us older, how many of you remember the rotary phone? I think Jim remembered the Pony Express. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Industrial Revolution hit back in the 1900s. And Life forever was changed, you know. And the, the inventions that were being invented, and by the way, I'll tell you, uh, even it's increasing on an astronomical level, uh, technology is. Um, they showed the first computer was tons and it was huge, you know. But even since the, I can remember we didn't have a microwave when I was growing up. <laughs> we didn't, didn't have a microwave. And I know there were people that had them, but we didn't have a shower. That little old bathtub, you know. And I'm only 64, you know. 
And, um, but even the advancement in technology and knowledge and learning and uh, scientific discoveries and all the wisdom that God has given man, even from the 80s to the 2000s was, was, was really something, but how many times does a phone become obsolete now? How many times do they upgrade a phone now? And, and I pretty much believe that there was one idea. Um, it doesn't matter how many new inventions they have or new ways of doing things and all this if it's not available to the public, readily available. And I believe that Henry Ford's idea of mass production has changed the way we live and the way the world lives because it has made available the things that are made on in mass quantities. And as I'm going along today talking about this, and I know you think, what does that got to do with Moses and the people of Israel and, and, and uh, going through the wilderness and all, but I don't want I don't want to be, I don't want to take for granted the everyday things that we enjoy now that make our lives so much easier and so much more convenient than those before us. I just, I just don't want us to do that because um, when I when I have back pain and I need relief from that I thank God for the heat pad. And I thank God for hot running water. Amen. Now you may think these things are simple and insignificant, but they are not. I thank God for the advancements in travel. The simple things, are they simple? For paved roads. Am I connecting with anybody or am I just gone off the rails here? Because these are practical and things that are not insignificant. For satellite. In the in the early 80s. Paul and Jan Crouch were driving down the road. They were the founders of TBN. And God gave Paul Crouch this idea of spreading the gospel. 
and he gave him the word satellite. And that is forever changed. The spreading of the gospel in other countries in this world. That has. The advancement in medical research has been astounding. 75 years ago, things that we have now that we can go in and just have done in a day or take medicine for, people died with. Where would we be without electricity? Where would we be without electricity? In, in the dark ages? Now I know they got by with lamps and oil and candles and things like that. I know that's what they were used to. But I think that we shouldn't get so used to things that we take them for granted. Yeah. Well, we shouldn't. We, should, we really shouldn't. Um, The magnification and the abilities to measure. Those are significant. They are. And in Leviticus, it even talked about what they learned, sadly learned. medical tents and all uh, during war times when they were operating on the wounded. They learned about germs. That you don't just wash your hands and work on one patient and wash your hands in the same water and work on the next. Leviticus already told them about that. Don't, it talked about, you know, when he gave them these laws and ways to do things, it says to wash their hands in running water. You know. And I've asked the Lord while I'm preaching this today, to lead you as you're listening. to think about some of the things that have really made your life better. I mean specific things. Besides the benefits of being God's children. The things that we are blessed with every day that um, we seemingly couldn't do without. Really. 
transportation of goods. And this and, when, and, and since this COVID nineteen, we've just realized how how connected everything is. When stores didn't have certain products that um, that usually were accessible every day, we live in an immediate society. We do. And when I think of back then, when God led these, how many millions of his people into the, into the wilderness, into the desert, I feel fortunate to live in the times we live in. I feel very highly blessed. I do. very highly blessed to live in the times that we live in. And if, and if I can't go get something that I need or want, I know somebody who can. I do. I do. And, and I think you can tell, <laughs> if, if, if you let me use this word, how spoiled we are, Let them be out of milk. Or something we use on a regular basis. Let there be a shortage of that. And see how that affects us. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. I value. I value. convenience of the life that I live today because of the knowledge and the advancements that God has given to man. And in a country so far where there is a surplus of freedom of freedom I value these things and I think we should we would be wrong not to pray and thank God for all these benefits and never take them for granted. Never take them for granted. And I recall when I pray, normally I thank God for the blessings of this life and I pray for those who are sick and I pray for my fellow church members and my family and my friends. But 
there are times that I have actually prayed at the moment. Thank you, God, for this hot shower. And I'm serious. I take away the headaches. There's nothing too small or too seemingly insignificant that we shouldn't thank God for it. Would you turn with me to Deuteronomy chapter 28? You know, we go through the Bible and um, up until now, I couldn't wait to get out of Deuteronomy chapter 28. The four, first 14 verses of Deuteronomy 28, God is explaining the children of Israel for the blessings of being obedient. The first 14 verses of Deuteronomy 28, that's what it is. But then beginning with verse 15, through the end of the chapter, God explains in detail what he will cause to happen if they become disobedient and start worshiping other gods, disobeying his commandments for disobedience. And I want to focus on Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 47. Verse 47. Because you did not serve the Lord your God with joy and gladness of heart for the abundance of all things. The abundance of all things. Do you think we have an abundance of all things today that we need? I do. And I encourage you and I suggest to you today, don't forget to be thankful for those things that have made your life easier and more convenient. Because we're sitting in an air-conditioned church right now with lights and running water. All the, and we have all the major appliances that we need. We do.
being thankful for all the blessings and benefits. Because we have been truly, truly, truly blessed as God's children, certainly, and in this country. Pray with me. Thank you, Father. I've given you the word that you've given me. And I've relayed that today to the best of my ability, Father. And I pray, Lord, that in our hearts that we could truly be thankful and grateful for life as we know it now. We have it better than it's ever been. And according to some, and, and, and compared to some countries, we're living like kings. And we truly thank you today and worship you in Jesus' name. Amen.